0: The Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness.
1: Jesus. We surrender, to you, we Jesus. surrender to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank, Thank you, Jesus you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise you God. <laughs> Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you, jehoshua What an awesome, awesome God we serve. What a good God. What a great God. Shalom Shalom, my brother, my sister, welcome to the Lord's house Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, jehoshua Praise you, Lord. Praise you, mighty God. And as Elvis said in the beginning, praise him. Praise him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. What an awesome God we serve. Praise you, Lord. I hope everyone are doing fine seeking the Lord, serving the Lord, coming close to the Lord, preparing for his coming. My brother and sister, hallelujah, he is coming. He is close to come. Hallelujah. I asked the Lord this week, hallelujah, um, about his coming, how close it is. And of course, he's not going to tell us a day and hour. If he had not told his holy angel or or his son when is the rapture, he's not going to tell us. But there are signs to his coming. And there are two signs in his word that the Lord made clear to me that are about to happen my brother and sisters and one of them hallelujah is the alien delusion this that is coming upon the earth very soon that is going to be they're going to be able scientists are going to be able to prove the existence of aliens from our galaxy which we know by the word of god a fallen angel I believe this program is very interesting. It's something for you to pray, see God about it, and meditate. Because I'm going to share with you what the Lord revealed me in regard to this. Okay? And we began last week with the strong delusion. And the Lord followed up with revealing me more to that strong delusion. We'll talk about that tonight. And second sign he's given me, which is in the word also, I'm going to share tonight, my brother and sister, which is things for you to take into prayer with the Lord, seek the Lord about it, but it's exciting. These are exciting signs, two signs to his coming, and one of them, physically, they're going to see very soon. It's going to be on the media. It's going to be on television. It's going to be all over the internet. We're going to talk about it here before it shows up, before it even comes, before it's all over the media. We're going to talk about it here in the Lord's Hour. We've been doing this for years. Before anything comes on the media, we talk about it on the Lord's Hour, because everything in relationship to this world, Jesus says to me, in the world to come, it's in his word. Okay, Before it comes down on CNN and Fox News, okay, it's in the Bible, thousands a year before so we can go into the Bible and read about them, share about them, because God has to reveal them to us. And this is the, the awesome thing, my brother and sister, that he does before they come up on the news. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So I believe it's an exciting program tonight for those that wants to know what is going to happen. Or like people say, what's happening? What's going on? Well, it's in the Word of God. The Bible tells us what's going on. And so two things we're going to talk about tonight is specifically, my brother and sister, the alien deception, the delusion of the enemy coming up upon the world that is going to show up soon. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. I look it up to the different Bible, King James, Geneva, shalom, Rachel Sister Wendy, uh, uh, Sister Regina, shalom, Sister Myrak, shalom, Brother Ralstrada, shalom. Everyone listening on the computer, on the internet, thank you, Lord. Thank you someone one of you who prayed for Brother Jeremiah's father. He went through the surgery fine, and he's recovering fine also. Jeremiah, Brother Jeremiah sent me an email about it. Amen. So God is good, and he's still at work in behalf of his people. Amen. This is the exciting thing. God is for us. The Bible says if God is for us, who can come against us? Nobody. Ken, my brother and sister. Amen. So we're in 2 Thessalonians, talking about the great delusion, my brother and sister. It's in Thessalonians, hallelujah, 2.11. Uh, and for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Okay? And this is where humanity is right now. They're standing on a dangerous road. They're walking, they're driving, they're riding, now where are they going? On a dangerous road. Because, a you know, dangerous highway. Okay? Because this delusion, God is sending them upon them that they should believe the lies. My brother insisted. And this is the reason why God is doing this. Okay? God is not pleased in destroying the wicked but that in the wicked will repent and be safe. That's what God told Jeremiah, thank you. God doesn't want to destroy the wicked. That's why the righteous are not happened yet, because God doesn't want to destroy them. He's given them the chance to repent and come to his son, Jesus. My brother and sister, it doesn't please him. But the the sin leads to death. Death immediately leads to sin, sin leads to death. My brother and sister, that's what that is. Amen. So, we'll begin, hallelujah, in Second Thessalonians 2, 5. The Apostle Paul writes to the Thessalonians, he said, Remember ye that, when I was just yes with you, I told you these things. What things, Apostle Paul? Well, we're going to read the things he's talking about. The things he's referring to. My brother and sister. And, you, and ye know what we're healthy that she might be revealed in his time. Okay? You know why we held it. Okay? And why we held him as the Lord. I heard for years there was the Holy Spirit that was withholding the Antichrist. And I believed that for many years. Until one day I asked the Holy Spirit, and he says, the Lord. And it made total sense. Because the one that died on the cross, is Jesus, the one that resurrected after the third day said, on the third day said, Hallelujah, the Father has given him more power in heaven and earth. Okay? Father has given him more power in heaven and earth. So I believe when the church of the pastor, the minister, for many years said it was the Holy Spirit, when the antichrist back, so I asked the Holy Spirit, and he says, no, it was the Lord. Amen? Biblically, it's the Lord. Because he is the one, the Father, has given him more power in heaven than on earth, my brother and my sister. So you see, this is when you hear information, you've got to go back to the Lord about it and find out, my brother and sister. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity, that's it's already at work. Only he who holds his back, when we held him back, so he's taken out of the way. Hallelujah. In that sense, you, you immediately assume it's the Holy Spirit. It is true in a sense that the Lord is the Spirit. The Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. I remember uh, when Paul says, "For the Lord, he says to the churches, for the Lord is a Spirit. So he was revealing to us that the Holy Spirit is really is Jesus. The Lord is the Spirit. One day, I wanted to know more about this. And Jesus, I seen the person of the Holy Spirit. I seen the person of Jesus several times and the person of Father. But in this revelation, I remember, I was seeing the Lord, the Holy Spirit. And from the Holy Spirit turning to Jesus right in front of me, he was smiling with a beautiful smile. The Holy Spirit has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful smile. My brother and sister, he is beautiful, very beautiful, and he has a beautiful smile. Okay, I seen the Holy Spirit in the throne of Father, okay, in heaven. He's beautiful. In this revelation of Jesus, he was smiling, and I was looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. I seen him in the throne. I seen Father, Jesus at his right hand, the Holy Spirit to the left. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In this revelation, I'm looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was revealing this to me. He was giving me his beautiful smile. I was stunned at his beauty. And after a moment, he turned into the person of Jesus. Okay? I support, as the Apostle Paul says, for the Lord is the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit is a revelation of Jesus. And of the Father, too. My brother and sisters, thank you, Lord, thank you, Father, for your spirit, thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. He is beautiful. And this is why I don't like to say Holy Spirit, unless I regard into the word. Like a lot of people say, oh, he told me this. Because we sinful men will always make mistakes. As I was explaining this in Spanish, when we when we can help, when we can do And we don't do. It's a sin. Okay. So if you say, "Well, I'm not doing nothing. I'm I'm staying away from this," and when you can do something about it, you sin. And when you do something about it, you may also sin because you may offend somebody. So either way, you sin. If you say, "I'm not going to do," you may sin. If you say, "I'm going to do," you may sin. So this is why we need to be in daily repentance, daily repentance, because we sin so many ways. Even when you say, well, I didn't do nothing, and God will say, well, you should have done something. Because God empowers us to do things for him. His Spirit is in our lives. That means we have the power in us. The Holy Spirit is the power of God in our lives to do the things God wants us to do, to evangelize, to be witness. To help other people. So imagine you having the power and you say, "Well, I, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get involved in that. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to say anything when you should say something." See what I'm saying? You, you, we sin in so many ways, my brother and sister. That the best chance we have is repentance. Repenting is the best chance we have. God has given us repentance. When you repent. The Bible says the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is sin. Sin in our lives. That means that we are justified by his blood, the Bible says. Imagine, you repent, the blood of Jesus cleanses us, you are justified by your blood. But you can try to justify yourself. Would that be okay with God? No, absolutely no. No human being can justify himself before God. Only the blood of Jesus can justify us. And another word is, you say, well, I didn't do anything. Why should I be judged for not doing something? So him that is able to do something and doesn't do it, my brother insisted, it's a sin. So in the moment that you should have done something and you didn't, and then you justify, you you say, well, I didn't do anything. I cannot be judged for that. But you're being judged because you could have done something. You could have helped. As God said, you could have fed the poor. You could have at least prayed for them. You didn't even pray for them. Not just supplying the need or helping them financially. You can pray for people. So what excuse do we have before God? None. None. This is why we repent. When you repent, the blood of Jesus cleanses you. salón Sister Luna. And justify you. Not only it cleanses you, but it justifies you before God. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. That justification that we come under the blood, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's what God wants to receive from us. Hallelujah. Romans 3.24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ. Hallelujah. It has to be his grace. It has to be under the blood. Uh, 5 9 of Roman. Much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. Here's the problem. If you say to God, Well, I didn't do anything. Imagine you before the judge of the the, the judge of all. On that great day, and you say to God, well, I didn't do anything. And God's going to look at you and say, did I put my spirit in you? And you're like, uh, yeah. Well, I empower you to do something. Well, yeah, okay. Then you're guilty. So the only thing we can do is say, I'm sorry, God, before we come to that great day every day. Please forgive me. Come under the blood. And what happened with the blood? The blood of Jesus speak, speak better than the blood of Abel. My brother and sister. And that blood will speak for you. And the blood says, you repented. You've been cleansed. You've been forgiven. Oh, I thank you, Lord. His word is so awesome. His word is so good. My brother and sister. Man. So Second Thessalonians 7, for the mystery of iniquity that's already a work. Only he who no, holds it back will hold him until he's taken out of the way. The devil works is already a work. The devil's work is already working in progress. Doing its evil, doing its thing. Mafra insisted. In what's gonna come out of the devil's work? It's a strong delusion. Ships, alien ships, are going to be in our sky soon. And the scientific community, the scientific community, are going to get their proof of aliens. They're going to have video, photo. They're going to have enough evidence. My brother and sister, to the assistance of aliens from other planets. Okay? Since they're not walking by faith, God said that the righteous shall walk by faith and not by sight. Since they're walking by sight, scientists, science is about proof. What they can prove, the evidence of it. That's what science is about. They don't want to walk by faith. But where God, God demands that the righteous shall walk by faith and not by sight. You don't get proof of God right away of God. If you want to have proof that God is real, okay, okay, God created the universe, the stars, the proof is right before your eyes. But if you're having a hard time receiving that, that God created all things, God will first say, walk by faith, my daughter, walk by faith, my son. And in that walk, Jesus said, I will manifest myself after that. Okay? I will reveal myself to you. You'll get all your proof afterwards, not before. So scientists cannot do that. They want the evidence first. But God is saying, no, walk by faith and not by sight. And your evidence comes later. So humanity is not pleased the way God has said everything, but God is pleased with his will. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He has said it, that the righteous should walk by faith. And that's the way it's been said. No one can change that. No one is greater than God. Anyone who refuses to walk the way God wants you to walk, my brother and sister will follow up to Satan, devil. So this is why Lucifer... Satan is going to provide humanity with the evidence of aliens, which are fallen demons, okay? Because humanity wants proof. My brother insisted. So God says in his word, verse 8, Then shall the wicked one be revealed, okay? reveals is the evidence of, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him, Coming is according to the working of who, Lucifer, Satan, with all power, sign, lying wonders. Very soon the Lord showed me this week. It was in the morning. The Lord, hallelujah, when He gave me this revelation this week, it was late in the morning, and He began to reveal me that very soon, as a sign that is about to come, that it's about to happen, before his coming, that these aliens' proof, alien ships, were all over the U.S. and all over the world in this revelation. And they were flying over our Earth, and they were being recorded. Anyone can see them. Of course, they will be all over the news. They'll get all the proof they want. But who is the one behind this? This evidence, this proof, this lying wonder? Marvel insisted. Hallelujah! Satan. My brother insisted will be behind this lying wonder. God couldn't allow him to do this, to bring this upon humanity. Marvel insisted very very soon and this will be stunning to a lot of people who did not believe aliennesses, but neither neither committed their life to God neither submitted their life to God neither believed the word just decided to go on with the life don't believe the alien don't believe the Bible and just went on but this cannot be because Jesus is very specific that you cannot search your master. You cannot choose this one and the other one, because you will hate one, will love one, and hate the other one. So the the part of humanity of science that is hating Jesus now, hating the Christian, the church, is because they are in love with what the devil has to offer them. They want proof. The devil will be allowed soon to give them the proof they want. My brother insisted, and it will be all over the cloud. They will see it with their own eyes. But these wonders, God says, "Hallelujah!" with all power, Satan is going to use all his power. God can allow Satan to use his power as a fallen sheriff to create this wonder, to make this sheriff here all over the skies, all over the heavens, and to be recorded, to be registered as evidence, proof, the aliens exist, my brother and sister. With all power and sign and lying wonder, hallelujahs. See, God cannot just say wonder. With all power that the devil, all these wonder, signs and wonder. God cannot say signs and wonder because only Jesus can truly create signs and wonder, my brother and sister. Only him can create true signs of wonder, not the devil. What the devil is being allowed to do here is a lie. The first step is lying wonder. People will wonder at what they're going to see very soon, these alien ships. But they are, they come. The foundation of all this appearance of aliens is from the devil lying to humanity. Hallelujah. Why is God allowing this? God is actually saying, I'm doing this. I'm the one doing it. My brother and sister. Because with all the power the devil has, he cannot do it unless God allow him and even give him the power. Verse 10. We're all deceived of unrighteousness. Okay? This deceiver a lying wonder. It's going to be very tricky, my brothers and sisters. Because what's coming behind any with this is unrighteousness. And unrighteousness is sin. In other words, when the alien shows up and says, We want to marry you women, and the women that look like the one that looks like men say, We want to marry you men. The sin that they're going to make and do is nothing new because that's what happened in Genesis 6 when the angel fallen and went and grabbed out of the daughters of men and married them as they desire, as they wanted. This is another repetition of the times of Noah that's going to happen on this earth. But it's so, to, to God, this is so unrighteous. He calls it unrighteousness in those who perish, my brother and sister. This is, cool. this is like it's going to put the sea on them that's going to go to hell in the lake of fire, my brother and sister. And for people to see this, children to see this, this is going to be troublesome. If you thought that we've seen a lot until now, way unto all this lying wonder, opens up in our sky, in our heavens. My brother and sister, it's going to be stunning to humanity. Stunning. They're going to get the proof. We're all deceived unrighteousness and those no who perish because they receive now the love of the truth that they might be saved. This is why God is allowing this. Because this love of the truth, Jesus showed his love to us by going to the cross and dying for us. No one had greater lover love than this, than giving his life for his friend. My brother and sister, Jesus was willing to go to the cross for you and I and was crucified. He died that we may have life. My brother and sister, we cannot have life any other way. By, by Jesus dying on the cross, he will have to become the Lamb of God he is the Lamb of God, who went and died for the sin of the world. Hallelujah. This is what they have rejected, what he did on the cross, because they received now the love of the truth, that they might be saved. The love of the truth is Jesus. He is the love of the truth. He is the truth, and he is the love of God. Jesus Christ is. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Verse 11. For this cause God, oh, Father is mad. I'm telling you, I am telling you, I'm telling you, God is angry like they cannot imagine. Father is angry like these people cannot imagine. They have no idea how angry he is. For this cause, for this reason, for this reason, my brother insisted, for this fact of the matter, God just sent them a strong delusion. Hallelujah. This delusion, as the Lord was showing me this week, was the alien ships flying all over the world. They got the scientific evidence. They're going to get the scientific evidence, proof, because that's what science is about. Science cannot be by faith. Science can only be by proof. That's how you can look it up. You can research it. It has to be by proof. And the devil is going to give them the proof. And when they get the proof that aliens are real, my brother sister, they get the photo, the video, everything. I mean, when they put it on CNN, some News, on all these channels, they're going to show you the proof. Not only that, you can look up through your sky and look at them. Look at the ship's flying all over the U.S., all over the world. Hallelujah. Marble insisted. Incredible proof. But God calls this a strong delusion. Because once the scientist gets the proof, the evidence, how can you and I as an evangelist convince this person who just had the proof, the aliens are real. We're forward you, everything. Okay? How can you and I convince them to receive Jesus by faith when they got the proof they wanted? Now that comes the rejection, the total going to say, no, keep, no, no, keep that away. We got our proof. We've been waiting for this. You know how long we've been waiting for this? We, we have not been able to prove it. Now we got our proof. We're getting our proof now. Satan is working 24 hours, very hard. To put, up, put this proof up there very soon. The Lord's going to allow. God's going to allow. God is taking responsibility for this that's going to happen. It is a strong delusion. Again, for this cause, for this reason, for this matter, for this fact, God shall send them a strong delusion. and insisted that they should believe a lie. Could you imagine? These scientists, the scientific community all over the U.S., the U.N., the world, are going to be 100% convinced are the proof that they're about to get. But God says it's a lie. Why is there a lie? Because it's coming from the father of all lies, the devil. And they're going to be so convinced, they're going to think it's so right, so proven. It's the undeniable proof they're going to have on paper, on computer, on all their files, all the files, all the government files. My brother and sister will have this proof, photo, videos, that they can look over and look and study and research and all the proof of him that they're real. But God says it's a lie. It's a lie of the devil. It's a lie of Satan they're about to receive. And this is what the Lord was revealing to me this week. I can hear these chefs so real. They were real upon the earth. Real, 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 real proof. Something you can touch, something you can... Real, Marvel insisted. This, this, this proof coming on the scientific community. It's gonna be such a strong delusion. There's no way you can convince them otherwise. Because that's what science is about, proof. Can you prove it? Can you prove that God is real? Can you prove that the word of God is real? They ask you. But that's not the way God has said it from eternity. From eternity, God said that the righteous shall walk by faith. Hallelujah. And the disciples thought the same thing. We shall walk by faith, not by sight, because that's the way God has established it. You want proof from God, you've got to walk by faith with him first, and then he'll come and reveal himself to you Afterward, My insisted. God have mercy on this humanity because not, they don't know what they're about to come into. Jeremiah 48, therefore, behold, the day cometh, saith the Lord, that I will send unto him wonder who shall cause him to wonder and shall empty his vessel and break their bottles. My Lord, my God. The prophet heard God saying and they prophesied. Simple. Proverb twenty six twenty eight, a lying tongue hate those who who that afflict by it, who are afflicted by it, and flattering mouth work ruins. Psalm thirty one six, I have hated them that have regard for lying vanity, for I trust in the Lord. Their trust is in vanity, says David. Truly, really that what it is. There's trusting and vanity. You know, these alien ships supposedly come with these so advanced technology that they they want it because they want to go to our galaxy, Mars, populate Mars, populate all these planets. You know, they think they got it and now they're gonna build ships that they can travel the galaxy and populate human and other planet and all this. Their proof is about to be put in their hand. God have mercy on their soul. It's what the devil wants, their soul. My brother and sister, Psalm 31:18. Let the lying lips be put out to silence. We speak grievous things proudly, contentiously against the righteous. And this is what they've been doing for years. This is now, it's going to be very strong on television. Against the church, the lying tongues, grievous things saying against the church. Because now they can tell the Christians Look, we have our proof of aliens Now prove to us that God is real See, they're going to be Convinced of the light of the devil That's what's coming My brother and sister Wow Psalm 52 3 Thou lovest evil more than good Lying rather than Speaking righteousness Oh Lord What is coming is so strong It's such a strong delusion that these people will not be able to get themselves out of there. Only by the mercy of Christ, only by their mercy can they escape the line. They're going to be so entangled in them. God, have mercy. Psalm fifty-seven, twelve: For the sins of their mouth and the words of their lips, let it even be taken in their pride, for the cursing and the line which they speak. Hallelujah. This is how they've been for years. They curse the Christian, they curse the Bible, they curse God. But all that is about to end. See, they're going to have to make a choice whom Isaiah going to serve, like Elisha said to the people in Mount Carmel. Choose who Isaiah going to serve this day. This is why when you choose Christ, when you choose God, you have to be sure 100%. You cannot be wondering, maybe this, maybe. No, you have to say no. You have to be in daily repenting, daily committing your life to God, asking him to help you to keep his commandment, to be righteous and holy every day as a bride of Christ. My brother and sister, the last sign, I'm going to speak it, but that last sign is for you and I, that the Lord has given us, the church, that sign. My brother and sister, that is about to happen, about to happen. I was given to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But I got to talk about this sign, because this sign is important. How the strong delusion. Psalm 1092. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the seafo are open against me. David was speaking today. They have spoken against me with lying tongues. Hallelujah. And that's what they do. They spoke against Messiah, against us with lying tongues. Nothing they said is true. Because they're following the father of all lies, the devil. My brothers and sisters, Psalm one nineteen twenty-nine. 29. Remove from the way of lines, grant me the law graciously. Hallelujah. Psalm one nineteen, one sixty-three, I hate and I whore but the law do I love. David loved God more than anything else. Psalm 122. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips. And from the thief tongues. See, what do they want? What do they want? It's being revealed here to us through David, through the word of God. They want people's souls. They want these scientists and engineers, these doctors' souls. The devil wants humanity's souls. My brother insisted. But David prayed, deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. That's what they want. They want your soul. They don't care about your body. They don't care. Actually, the reason why the devil wants to put the mark in the right hand and the forehead or in the forehead, is so he can corrupt the body. My brother and sisters, he's trying to reach out to the soul and captivate it. He wants your soul. The only way he gets people's soul by bringing it to hell. My brother and sisters. It's sad. It's so sad, but it's the truth of the word of God, from God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Proverbs 6, 17. A proud look, a lying tongue, hand that shed innocent blood. These are the things that God hates, that are not of God, that God will condemn. My brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Proverbs 10.18, he that hated hatreds with lying lips, he that utter slander is a fool. Hallelujah. Proverbs 12.19, the list of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is for a moment. My brother insisted, people are so caught up that the rash of that not happens, that we're still here and we're waiting, but they forget something. That God's plan for you and I is for eternity. Not just for a moment. This earth, anything going on from the garden to this time, and compared to eternity, it is just for a moment. And that's in Proverbs twenty nineteen. The list of truth shall be established forever. Lying tongue is for a moment. This life tongue world we're in is just for a moment. Thank you, Lord. I've been wondering when I'll be able to tell this on the Lord's Hour. I know this for years, what I'm about to say, but I believe God is disclosing the mystery that so many of us wanted to know, my brother and sister. But I know this is going to help people tonight, hallelujah, to understand their life, the plan, and the purpose of God for them. The Bible says in Ephesians that we are chosen in him before the foundation of this world. That is true. I was taken there. I saw my brothers and sisters before God created this world. We were there. We were in heaven with God. What happened there? This is what Brother Larry asked fathers. Father. Father, we, before we came to this earth, can you help me understand how is that before we came here? Here is the plan. The Lord came to us in eternity and asked us, asked us, not commanded us, God doesn't make you do anything. The devil does. Revelation 13:60. he may so great and more, rich and poor, to get, take a mark on the forehead or on the right hand. He makes them. He obligates them. God doesn't do that. God doesn't obligate anybody. In that eternity, you and I were asked, would you be willing to go down to earth, be born through a family that God would choose, grow up, and come to the knowledge of God? Some of you ask and say, Lord, how do I know that I'm going to be safe when I'm there, that I will come to your knowledge? And the Lord says, trust me, I will come to you. I will send one of my servants, and he will speak to you. And when you hear my voice through the lips, you will know it's me, and you will receive me as your Lord and Savior. And from there you will commence your walk with me. And in that process, I will reveal myself to you. Thank you, Lord. You were not forced to come down here. When you were asked in heaven, you agreed. You agreed in heaven, in that eternity, in that perfect place. You were not forced to come to this earth. You were asked if you were will willing, and this is what was represented to you also. You were you were you were told that if you will come to the earth and serve God, be born through a woman, let it be sister or brother, that you will receive great, great reward from God if He will do this when you will come to heaven back again. Each and one of us, when we come to heaven, we're going to come to our full mind. Our full mind, 100%, is going to be given to us again in heaven. And when you come to that full moment, your full mind, you're going to remember who you were in the Lord. Everything you're going to remember. But what's going to be added to you in this walk on this earth, that you have walked with God. Not the bad things, but the things that was shown to me last week. Last week I was taken to heaven, and Jesus, as I was standing in heaven, allowed me to look back to my life, my walk with him. And I was thanking the Lord Because in everything I can see he was faithful to me. He kept his promise to me. In all my walk with him. My brother and my sister. I can see my whole life, years after years back. Going back, going back back as I was little. And every year, every step of the way, he has been faithful. He has kept me. He has protected me. He has delivered me from all evil. My brother and sister. And all I can say, I was thanking him in heaven. said, Lord, you are so faithful. That's what he is. He is faithful. And he has, faith, he has been faithful to each and one of us. Mm-hmm. My brother and my sister, mm-hmm. very faithful to so each and one of us. He has kept us and delivered us. Yeah, some of you may say, but brother, my life has been so hard. I have gone through much suffering and pain in my walk with the Lord. But can you say that the Lord has delivered you? Of course you can say yes. Of course you will say yes. Because he has been faithful to you and I. My brother and my sister. Hallelujah. To some of us it has not been easy. The suffering has been very hard. But the Lord has been there always. Even when you didn't know him. But God had asked you before. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read a verse, and let me show you the second sign the Lord has given me. An awesome God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Revelation one one 1.6. Sorry. He hath made us king and priest unto God, his Father. To him be glory, dominion, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise to you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. This week, I was in heaven again. I was taken there. As I was asking the Lord, he took me again. I was standing in heaven, and it was right after the rapture. I was in front of a great multitude of people. But I noticed that this great multitude of people that was in front of me, to my left, to my right, Great multitude to our brothers and sisters. When a lot of them were my brothers and sisters from the Lord's towers. Thank you, Lord. He's faithful. Yet again, he is faithful, my brother and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And hallelujah. Someone came right before me, and that tremendous presence of God, tremendous powers of God, there comes someone very anointed, very powerful. I could not see his face this time for a very good reason. And so, hallelujah. And in his right hand, he had a crown. But he, he, he asked me and said, would you like to be king? And I'm like, yeah. Yes. God really insisted he asked me if I wanted to be king a king rope was put up on me and he had a crown in his right hand when I say yes he put it on my head I was being crowned king Bible insisted that's a revelation success he had made us king and priest unto God his father to him glory and dominion forever and ever when I noticed then on his other hand he had a sister marble insisted the sister he had thank you lord let me see if i can find it i immediately knew that it was hallelujah that the it was the lord hallelujah it was jesus he is the one who will rule the nation like with a raw iron my brother and sister, in the millennium for a thousand years. So this, he was making me king for me to rule with him. They said that we will rule the nation with him for a thousand years. He says, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. That's Revelation 20. Let me go there. Thank you, Lord. Praise to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, thank you, Lord. He says, Revelation 24, and I saw the throne. Then that sat upon them, judgment was given unto them. I saw the soul of them that has been beheaded for the witness that Jesus is for the word of God, who have not worshipped the beast nor his image, nor received his mark upon his forehead or under him. They live and reign with Christ a thousand years. The rest of the le- death did not live again until the thousand years were finished. It's the first resurrection. Then blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection for the second death has no power. There should be priests of God in of Christ and to reign with him a thousand years. Here's the promise of the Lord. That we're going to reign with him a thousand years, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. The Lord was giving me my crown. The Bible also talks about the crown of salvation. Now there are many crowns we're also going to receive. But I didn't put together why are we receiving this crown? Because he's making us king and priest unto the Lord our God. And that's what he was doing. Hallelujah. Next to me were all my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Who also are to be crowned. Hallelujah. To be with the Lord in, his, in the millennium kingdom for a thousand years. But what I noticed was that the Lord asked me first. He asked me first. He He didn't just say, all right, put the rope on him, put the crown on him, he, he better be there. He better be there because I've chosen him. No, he doesn't do anything by force. The enemy is the one who forces all, big and small, rich and poor, to receive a mark on the right hand on the forehead. He's going to force his kingdom upon humanity. And the moment the Lord takes his bride home, the devil begin his reign on the earth. And he's going to force everyone to receive a mark on the right hand on the forehead. Not God, not the Lord. God has never done such a thing, my brothers and sister, Never had he forced anyone to serve him, to seek him, or to be part of his kingdom. Hallelujah. It's always been asking. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you more. Matthew 7, 7, what is the golden rule? Ask, it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. But look how it starts. Ask. God asked us in that heaven and that eternity if he will be willing to come down and serve him, be born through a woman and serve him. And we say, yes, those of us that are here, if you get mad at God and you say, oh, God, why am I here? Why, God, when you come to heaven, God said, but wait a minute, I asked you first. Didn't I come to you and ask you? You said you were willing. You could have said no. It would have been fine. But he asked you, my brother and sister but how do you say no to someone that loves you so much? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Matthew 7, 9. A woman is there among you, whom if his son asks for bread, he will give him a stone. God will never do such a thing, neither of us. The devil will. The devil will give people a stone. Wait until the great tribulation begins. See, when people are hungry and naked, what the devil is going to give them? Huh? Stone from the cloud. That he will be willing to give people. My brother is But not food and clothing. Hallelujah. John 15, 7, Jesus is talking. If ye abide in me, in my word abide in you, ye should ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Even God says that even when you ask, it will be done unto you. He asks you, first of all, Hallelujah! And you say yes, and then Hallelujah! You ask, and He still say yes to you. My Lord, my God, thank you, Lord. Matthew 18:19. Again, I say unto you, a two of you shall agree on her concerning anything that they shall ask; it shall be done for them by My Father, who is in heaven. Still, by the ask, praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. And look how it all began. In case you're still wondering, Brother Elvin, can you give us more about that eternity? Because you said the Lord came and asked us, yes. Okay? And he asked with confidence when he came to us, John 15:16. because ye had not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit shall remain, And whatsoever ye ask my uh, hallelujah as a father in my name, they may be given to you. So when the Lord came to you in that eternity, he came to you and I because we he had chosen us in him. Marvel, think about it, he had chosen us. He came to us because he had chosen us. Hallelujah. Ye had not chosen me. It's not that you choose to come down here, that you thought, you know, that, you thought that you wanted to come and, and suffer for the Lord and do this and do that. No. You were asked first and given the choice. You had clear understanding, 100% of your mind and your brain in everything. Some of you might be saying, what was I thinking? No, you were thinking 100% with your brain. You had no mind problem, no, you, no, no forgiving. You were not forgetting things. Okay, you had a hundred percent of your brain when they asked you. You fully make your own decision. No one make you to do anything. You were asked. Okay? But the conse- you know the consequence of being that here, you were told that this will be a broken world. You were told it was gonna be broken, that things will not be easy. But God will take care of you and reveal Himself to you and speak to you and bring you into His kingdom. Maple insisted, and you totally agreed. Each and one of us that are here I agree with it 100%. Fully your mind. <laughs> Let say, fill out my share. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> These revelations are so powerful. Hallelujah! I was going into the Word, just searching for the proof in the Bible. It's all over the Bible. John 16:23. In that day, you should ask me nothing. Very, very. I say unto you, whatever whatsoever you shall ask of my Father in my name, I will give it unto you. The blessing that comes from you, I don't know if I should say make the sacrifice, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's really, it was commitment you made. And God held you to it. And you had endured. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Now, look in Isaiah Six a another proof I'm going to show you in the Word of God. I want you to see this, how the kingdom of God is run. It's not run by disorder or by force. Everything is in order and asking. Look, Isaiah six a Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "This is Father speaking. Whom shall I send? And who will go? Who will go for us?" Then said I. Here I am, thank me. Who is responding to Father here? Jesus is responding to Father. But how did Father ask him? He didn't say, oh, my son, you know, this humanity, they're going to fall. You better go and save them because they're going to go to hell. And you know, you know how holy I am. I'm going to consume not, nothing like that, nothing like that. It was not done under fear, under threat. It was not done under anything. That you see on this earth today. Not mother. And complete peace, total peace. If God is in control of everything, past, present, and future. God knew what was gonna happen in the garden with Adam and Eve. My brother's God knew what the devil was gonna do. And it happens. Okay? Before all this happens, God asks his people to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Shalom Sister Renee. So I say, I say, I heard, also heard. Hallelujah! The voice of the Lord saying, "Who should I send? And who will go for?" Hallelujah for us. Hallelujah! Because the Lord, when He comes, or when He will come, He will have to represent heaven, all heaven. My brother says, "That's us, that's why God says us." He didn't say me. He said us. Then say, I, here I am, here am I, here am I, sent me. And then Father will say, okay, go, my son. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for being so obedient to Father and wanting to save us. Hallelujah. And I believe Father will not send anybody else anyway. Thank you, Lord. He will send his son, only begotten son of the Father. Thank you, Lord. And that's what God was confirming to me this week in heaven. Hallelujah. That he asked. He asked me, you want to be king? And I, yeah, yes. Hallelujah. And he placed a crown on my hand, put a rope on me. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Malachi 1. Behold, I will send my messenger. And he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant who you delight. And behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Thank you, God. God can and speak about his son. That his son will fulfill his word. You imagine that you can talk about someone else with confidence. My brother and sister, this this confidence is not on the earth so much. Because sometimes you talk about confidence with someone else, and they go and let you down, and they fail you. But Father can never think about his son failing him. He knows his son is faithful. My brother and sister, he knows he's faithful. And he knows that his son will fulfill his word also, because he is the word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. And here he was talking about John the the Baptist, yes. But he will come to prepare the way of the Lord, my brother insisted. And And in the Jordan River, when Jesus asked John to baptize him, John kind of refused a bit. And Jesus said, let all justice be fulfilled. Jesus came to fulfill the law, the word of God, the commandment. My brother insisted. Acts 7.34. I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people that are in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning. I have come down to deliver them. Now come, and I will send thee out to them. Thank you, Lord. Notice how the Lord comes to Moses, and is asking Moses to send him to them, not for the Hallelujah. He chose Moses before the foundation of this earth, to do that very task, to be like, like Christ, a deliverer unto the Jewish people to the promised land. That was the only job God chose in Moses, to, do, to intercede for the people. I mean, the job comes with many obligations, of like course. He was to intercede for the people. He was to be correcting the people, leading the people, guiding the people, teaching God's word to the people, bringing God's commandment to the people. It was a full plate that God gave Moses of obligation. But we know that God made Moses capable to it. He gave him the gifting, the ability for him to do so. But God said, I will send my angel before him. Moses asked for his spirit. God filled him with his spirit, so the Holy Spirit was in him, and also was the Lord leading him as the angel of the Lord. God was in every corner for Moses, in every side of Moses. God was there helping him with everything. Because Jesus said, without him, there's nothing we can do. So he was helping Moses in every shape, way, or form. And that's what I was seeing from heaven last week, that the Lord has helped me in every way, in every turn that I have taken for him. He's been there helping me, being there for me, empowering me, anointing me to do his work, my brother and sister. And never was I ashamed. When he sent me to the prisons, maximum security, level six prison, I had to sign document that if they will kill me, it will, it will be on me, my brother and sister. And God did signs and wonders there for his glory. The Lord was faithful. He was there with me all the way. Even though my knee was shaking, when I signed those documents, I remember that day. Because they said, you have to sign this document. We're not responsible for your life. Once we bring you in there, once the guard brings you in there, and we release you with those prisoners, and one of them decide to kill you, you're on your own. You can't, your family cannot suit us because you signed this document. And I did. I signed it. Trusting in the Lord who will deliver me. And he was faithful all those years. My brothers and sister, these were men that killed two, three, four persons. My brothers and sisters, and God put me in them to minister to them, to teach them the word. And God manifested his power in front of them. They knew God was using me for real. There was not a joke, my brother and sister, for the glory of God. Faithfulness is his throne. Verse 7. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Revelation 20. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. So he blessed them to be in king. Amen. Hallelujah for his kingdom. God has mighty, mighty plan for the for His church, for His people. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Uh, Revelation 3:12, him that overcometh, I will make him a pillar in the temple of oh, my God. He shall go on no more. This, this is a special. First time I heard a few months ago, over a year more, I think. Someone says to me, Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. That. This person was chosen to be a pillar. The Lord revealed to this person that he was chosen to be a pillar in the temple of the Lord and that he's not going to go out of there. And I thought that was so sweet and awesome, my brothers and sisters, because God can reveal to us what blessing we were going to receive. This is a reward for this person. And you may think, oh, I'll be so boring, I won't be able to go out. No, 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 no. You cannot even imagine the blessing this is that this person is receiving from the Lord. My brother, so this is the an angel for seraphim and sheriff in heaven. God is giving him such a great, great blessing. Amen. He that overcoming. I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. He shall go out no more. I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is the New Jerusalem, which come down out of heaven from God, and I will write upon him my new name. Thank you, Lord. This is such a blessing that these people that is given this are going to receive from the Lord. They're not coming down to the millennium because they be, they're gonna be make a pillar like make them a pillar in the temple, my God. So they won't they won't come down to the millennium to the new earth. They're gonna to have to stay there, but it's such a blessing those that will receive that. And those that will receive our will will be will have total joy and peace about it. It's not like the person will say, no, I don't want to be here. Don't keep me here. No, no. person will fully enjoy. And for everybody else, he has a plan that will make you very, very happy. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, he, he that have the ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. Until the end of the church of the Lord receive, right, these things says. The amen, the faith faithful, true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know thy work thou neither cold or hot. I will, thou will be cold or hot. So he comes to rebuke this person and tells them, my brother and sister, how important it is to be either cold or hot, okay? And then he, I constantly need to buy gold for and try in the fire, my brother and sister. There are many I love, I rebuke, chasten, it, resell it, therefore, and repent. Notice what the answer is to being cold or hot, to being a, lu- a lukewarm Christian. You stay hot through repentance. You go from being lukewarm to hot through repentance. Okay? If you are cold, you need to repent also and get hot with the Lord. Notice how repenting is the key that God has given us, the blessing, the gift. My brother and sister on this earth that many are taken for granted these are the word of Jesus as many as I love I rebuke and chasten this is the process of the life, of the Christian life we are being rebuked we're being chastened by God. Be serious, therefore serious is when you you love the things of God so much that you don't want nothing else and you want to protect it and and, and just. It's, it's, it's like a jealousy, someone said, of protecting what you have, not wanting anybody else to corrupt it or damage it and all that. You know? Be serious. Therefore, and what's the word? Be serious. Keep yourself for God and repent. Okay? So, being serious is taking the step to repent. Always be repenting. Always, daily, every day. Jesus said, this is how Jesus explains to me. Shalom, Brother Joseph. He explained this, this way to me in heaven. Be ready of all time, he says to me in heaven. Repent, then he said. So the only way we can be ready all time is by repenting daily. Repenting of all time from sins and unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus cleanses us, and what happened? It justifies us. We are justified by his blood. As long as you're repenting daily, all day long, if you can, and you're under the blood of Jesus, and the moment the Lord comes, you go home with the Lord. Hallelujah. You are justified by his blood. You come to the throne of God. Hallelujah. Justified under his blood. Thank you, Lord. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. Behold, I stand at the door, and now, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him, I will sup with him and he with me hallelujah well he made the promises i will i will i will he says he's put he puts an eye there i will come sup with him and he with me he's putting in the i am i it is it, is the power authority of god available for us for christ he makes the promise he'll be there for us I will stop with him. I will be there for him, in other words. I will make sure this comes to pass. Hallelujah. He's the one personally doing so. That's why like the rapture many people don't understand. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven, Paul says. This is not like God's going to send an angel, and if you're able to see the angel, then you're going home. It's nothing like that. My brother and sister, nothing like that. This is the Lord jesus himself that the the one that said my brother and sister i just read to you earlier hallelujah praise to god the one that was there in the beginning that created everything from the beginning hallelujah my brother insisted he is the first and he is the last thank you lord praise you jesus praise you god he is faithful Hallelujah. He is faithful. Hallelujah. Behold, I come quickly, hold fast which thou hast, that no man will take your crown. Hallelujah. Notice how you have to take the action. Not to let anyone take your crown. The devil wants to take your crown. Okay? And crown his demon for bringing you down. You have to stand for the Lord. You have to stand by faith. You gotta know you walk by faith. Be in daily repenting, commitment with God. Thank you, Lord. No matter what, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. He says to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, write these things. Say, the Holy. He is truth. He that hath the key of David. He that opens and no man shatters and shatters and no man open. People are concerned with how mains are closing their doors. Okay, when they go look for a job or something. If you are serving Jesus, all you have to do is ask Jesus to open the door for you. He has the key. You know what the, the key of David. You know what David did for the Jewish people for the first time, my brother and sisters, since so they came out of Egypt. He brought upon the land. God brought upon the land so David. A prosperity that they had never known and they had never experienced. This is why Solomon was the richest man, because by the time Solomon came and grew up as a man on the side of David, David had God had prospered Jerusalem, Israel, with so much billions and trillions of gold, silver, and so much more that Israel had never seen such a prosperity. Every time you talk about Solomon, riches, and gold, and, and diamonds, and everything he had, you always have to go back to his father, David, my insisted. In regard to David, God even said he will establish his throne. The millennium is going to be a throne established like the throne of David. God said, I will establish the throne of David again. When is that? The millennium, a thousand years away with Christ. How was it in the time of David? Prosperity everywhere. How's it going to be in the millennium? Prosperity everywhere. The millennium, of course, is going to be greater than the time of David because even though if everything was prospered materially, with riches and gold and diamond, Israel had never saw so much diamond and gold in the time of David. In the time of Solomon come, God gave Solomon peace over all, and he always gave him prosperity over all his enemies, my brother and sister, which in the time of David, David had to conquer. But when David sat on the throne and united Judah with Jerusalem, read the life of David, the prosperity was until unheard by the Jewish people. And the rabbis always had to go back and research that and say, wow, so much riches. They still want the David throne to come back again. Because Israel had never seen so much prosperity. Israel had never been so strong like in David's time. His army, some of the men have supernatural power from God. One man can kill more than 12 men in the supernatural power of God. You don't read that in the time of Solomon. In the time of Solomon, you read about all the prosperity only. But in the time of David, go back to the time of David and read, when one soldier of David can kill more than 12. They have supernatural power from God. Supernatural power. That's what the church will have in the millennium. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's the plan of God for us, supernatural power. We're going to move in the millennium like angels. I already have experienced that. I have moved from Jerusalem to what we call the United States today to over 2,000 miles in a second. and really sister, interesting, that supernatural power. In a second, from I'm here, Think I'm going there, boom, I'm there. And I see Mother redeemed, an angel moving in a supernatural power of God that I only seen in heaven. I see him in the millennium. My brother and sister, the millennium is already the new earth, and everything new is already made by God in another galaxy. That's where we're going. I've seen it. My brother and sister, it's awesome, unimaginable, protected by God. No evil, no sin, nothing. Praise your Lord. God loves us so much. He is so good to us. Thank you, Lord. We're going to enjoy what he has for us, what he promised us. He will give us if we endure and persevere. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. He says, I know thy word. Behold, I have set before thee an open door that no man shut it. For thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, It has not denied my name. See, you don't need to be strong as Samson to keep God's word. Because that's what a lot of people think. Oh, God, give me the strength of Samson. Hallelujah. To walk for God, to live for God, to preach the gospel. No. Even with the little strength you have, you can keep his word. Hallelujah. And the door that God opens, no man can shut it. You can pray that every day in your prayer before God and say, God, please let the door you have opened me. No man shut it. He'll keep them open. And you see men try to to, to, to shut this door. And what they're going to encounter is their own destruction and death if they try to close the Bible existed, Because no one can fight God. No one can. They have tried. Many have tried. After Nestle and how it went for them in the beginning, when they tried, hallelujah, to go against God's will. God locked up the parents and then locked up the children. Man, they're begging God to get out of there. I see them in that special prison in hell. The Lord took me there one time and I seen it. Wow, they had come to being ugly creatures. They were beautiful angels. I saw them before they failed in the holy of God. Beautiful angel. Before the Nephilim, the washer failed. My brother and sister. Now in hell, they locked up. I saw them. I saw the one that the, the eye that says in the book of Enoch, the eye, his eye was taken out. He was a, such a, like a sheriff angel, strong. I forget his name. Someone had read the book of Enoch. They remember his name. He was one of the... the he was the leaders. There's 200 watch watchers follow his orders. My brother insisted. And when the Lord took me to the special prison in hell, the Lord had taken other people to show them too. I saw him. He's still blind. His eyes were taken. With, he was made blind. My brother says, For what reason... I believe he's very strong and powerful. I saw other angels try to fight him and he would throw him like nothing. Very strong, very powerful. Fallen one. But they're turning very, very ugly over the thousands of years. They've been locked up. It might be millions of years. Rabbi, I believe it million. been millions of years since all this beginning happens. As Genesis says in the beginning. But they're locked up. They're locked up. And they had tongue ugly. They were beautiful, beautiful in you. When I saw them back in Genesis six, before they came to the daughters of men, the Lord showed me them. Wow. Beautiful. My brother, powerful in the power of God. Now you see how someone can be so great in the Lord but when they turn to sin, they when they fall in, they can become horrible. My brother and my sister. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. But they're they locked up until the day of judgment. Those are not going to be released. The sons and in the great tribulation, yes, they're going to be released, but not those. Those are too wicked and too bad. They're so angry. My brother insisted, if they get a hold of him, I think they'll cut everyone to pieces. They're not going to be allowed to go out. But they're there. My brother insisted until the day of judgment. That day of judgment. They're going to be brought forth and they're going to have to answer for every bad decision they made. Why did they have to choose wife and daughters of men when God made them perfect in the beginning? No desire for flesh. No desire to be married. No desire to having children. No desire for what the, the sins they committed. Their spiritual body absolutely had no desire. Yes, they became friends with the daughters of men, with men. I saw them helping people back then, the washer. My friends, they were doing their jobs. But the desire that came to being in them, I keep thinking, every time I think about what the Lord has shown me past, present, and future, I keep thinking that somehow they were tempted to do so. But it was that they tempted their own self to do so. I don't think the devil have any access to them. Marble and sister, the test, the tempting came out of their own lust, out of, out of their own desire. Hallelujah. I believe what James says, Marble and sister, hallelujah, about temptation, which I believe is inner temptation. Hallelujah. When I say inner, because it, it came, hallelujah, from the inside. Marble and sister. Thank you, Lord. It says, Blessed is the man who endure temptation. From which he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to him, not loving. But let no man say when well, he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither to him any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. I believe it's hard to to compare a human to angels, but I believe out of their own desire, temptation came unto them. Because every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and entice. So I believe somewhere there, since they were perfect, and the devil could not tempt them at all, and God doesn't tempt anybody, the devil had no access to them then out of the old lust, desire this woman. And that in itself became a temptation to them that lead them to want to marry them. So when the lusts are conceived, it brings forth sin. See? They're thinking that if they will be human, they could marry them and have children. And their seed will be multiplied. But you see, God did not make them to be such a thing, to be like human. Only God God created man on earth, and God told man to be fruitful and to multiply. But not angels, my brother and sister. Not them. Not these angels. In that particular sense. Okay? Not these angels. So when the last I can see, he brings forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. So at that moment, when they became lawful for these women and wanted to marry them and have children, they opened the door to be intended by death. In another word, by the devil, who had the power of death, the Bible says. My brother and sister, do not err, my beloved brother. Every good gift, is, it is every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the father of in which there is no variableness, neither shadow, of turning. No shadow in heaven. There's one thing about heaven that is so awesome that you're going to learn when you come to heaven. There's no shadow in heaven. And you say, how can it be? I'm, you know, you see the shadow here because the sun. But actually what the shadow shows to us or is teaching us the imperfection this earth has since the garden. You're going to go to heaven and you're not going to see imperfection because God made everything perfect. From the beginning, he made man perfect. He First, he made angels perfect, because angels were created first, and then he made man perfect. Everything God created was perfect from the beginning, the Bible says. As heaven is perfect, what did Jesus say when we pray? Let thy will be done on earth, I said, it is in heaven. Why heaven? Because heaven is perfect. And if earth becomes like heaven, earth becomes perfect. That's like when Jesus showed me the other day the new earth in which he had plans for us to, to bring us to, when he destroyed all this, the new earth and the new, the, the new earth that God has with the new Jerusalem will come down to is going to be perfect, marvelous, system, but beyond, he's going to, we're going to see and enjoy a life unimaginable, unthinkable for a sinful 5% brain that we use little mind. I like it when scientists say, Oh, most of humanity also uses five percent of the brain. The other massive ninety five percent of brain is asleep. So scientists believe that with medication and so much more, the other ninety five can be reduced to maybe ninety two or ninety if you exercise your brain. They have exercise exercise techniques online for people to exercise the brain and awaken the other ninety five percent of the brain sleeping. In average, everyone use 5%. People that are smarter use seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way up to 13. They have done study of people that are very smart. They have several degrees that use scientists, use 13 up to 13 percent of the brain. The other percent are asleep. My brother and sister. But in heaven, we use a hundred percent of our brain. None of us asleep. Hallelujah. Every every part of our brain is awakened in heaven. We can always remember. We can always think righteous for God. Hallelujah. Because everything is a God and not God is for God in heaven. Always think of the things that are holy and righteous and pure. I think God allowing our brain in the last day to sleep, 90, 95% of it, even has a purpose. I believe it has a purpose, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. God has allowed us to be this way. Hallelujah. And by it, through repentance, we are justified by his blood, by what he did on the cross. Thank you, Lord. If we, had, if we can use 100% of our brain, can you imagine what science will be today? We don't have to get in a car and turn it to go to work and take hours in the highways. Hallelujah. We can just get there by the speed of thought. Because we will figure out how to do it and we will get there, Marple insisted. But in sin, then people will be more rebellious to God if they're able to do this or that because they're using 100% of the brain. So it's not for good for men to use or right now 100% of the brain, Maple insisted. It's better for us to get to heaven, to the new earth where the Lord will empower us to use 100% of our brain and our new glorified body. Thank you, Lord. I also believe that this body cannot use 100% of the brain because this body is fallen. That's why God has given us a new body, a new glorified body like Christ. Thank you, Lord. And, and a place which dwelleth the righteous, the Bible says. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So James says in his teaching to the, to the churches in Asia, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. Come down from the Father of Light. Hallelujah, we hope is no variable, neither any shadow or turning. Out of his own will, he begot us by the word of truth, that we should be the kind of first fruit of his creature, his creation. Marvel existed. Notice how God plans from eternity that we will be like Christ. That when we will come to Christ, in his plan, when we will receive Christ, when we will walk with Christ, we will become like Christ. My brother insisted. And that we will get there by the knowledge, by the word of truth. By the knowledge of the word of truth. Of his own will, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let thy will be done in our life as it is in heaven. Everyone's life in heaven is according to the will of God. We are coming to the will of God through Christ. Through the obedience of the word of God. My brother says, he begot us by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruit. Hallelujah. Of his creature. Each and one of us is a kind of fruit in God. What kind are you? An example, an apple, a pear, a peach. What fruit are you in God? You don't know. But every fruit is going to be like Christ head creature, brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. We are all different, but God is using us in the same way, like Christ. Thank you, Lord. Each one of us is a different kind. I don't know if God will allow me to explain this tonight, because that was revealed to me years ago. Thank you, Lord. But a lot of these mysteries, I have to be careful when I speak about them, because many are still not ready to receive them, my brother and sister. They're powerful revelation. Thank you, Lord. Then when I went back to the Lord and asked him about this, and he shared even more to me, I was stunned by the answer he's given me. Thank you, Lord. But I already have shared some of this. So, again, when, the Lord, when God wants to you, the Lord wants to you in heaven, they went to you and asked you, for you to come down to the earth, be born through a family that God would choose. You will be born as a baby, let it be female or male, and you will come, that you will come to the knowledge of him. My brother insisted, what Paul, what Paul says to the Ephesians is that we were chosen in him before the foundation of the earth, Ephesians chapter 1. My brother, so you have to understand what I'm talking about. So in that heaven, in that eternity, you were asked, and you agreed, okay? You were told that you will receive great reward from God by doing this, and you agreed 100%. I know some of you may say, what was I thinking? No, you were thinking with a full mind, 100% of your mind, when you were asked. But you look at the reward that you may receive by it, and you were willing to come. Why? Because you trusted the Lord. The key is that trust in the Lord in walking by faith, my brother and sister. The devil soon, in the days to come, is going to bring a strong delusion. And the strong delusion, according to the Lord revealed to me this week, are aliens shed revealed to the earth, to our country, to our nation. They will have the evidence of these shed videos and photos, undeniable proof that they are real, but it's all a lie, and they will be totally convinced. Marvel insisted of alien being from other planet that they was bringing this delusion, strong delusion, upon the earth because humanity have rejected the truth, the love of the truth that is Jesus Christ that God has given us. They have rejected him, and now that's going to allow them to receive the lies because it's a lies. Even though scientists is about proof, proving things, evidence of things, that's what they're going to receive. And they're going to have the confidence, my brother insisted, of their proof that it's all a lie. Even if they can touch it, see it, and speak to it. Even if they can marry the things, because some will marry them. There are movies already programmed on Netflix and different channels of alien coming to this earth and marrying people and having family with these people. And these family having alien children. Both aliens or not? Or half aliens half human. My brother, this is a strong delusion that is about to come on the earth. And there will be some of them marrying these aliens. Mahaprabhu they they're gonna look different than humanity, yes. But still humanity will we want to have like the DNA, the intelligence, the brain, Dapper insisted, But all this is going to go wrong for our country, for our nation. Our elites thinks that what they're going to get is going to be so good that they're going to miss the humanity, DNA, to the sense that they're going to get these uh, super intelligent children, which will lead our, our nation and our government, and they're going to be able to depend on, the, on the, the intelligent being that supposedly they're going to use such a large percent of the brain, maybe 66 percent of the brain, to give you a falling number. Okay, 66.6 of the brain. They believe they're going to be able to use greater than a 13 percent. And then these beings are going to be so intelligent to lead their government, lead their, their, the intelligent community. Make, make software, computers that are going to be really, really smart beyond what they have created now. And they're going to trust in all these things, my brother and sister. How, they're going to put a total trust on this, denying God, denying the Lord who made them, my brother and sister. That's some delusion. They're going to find out they're not going to be able to get away from them. Because when the Lord was showing me to me this week, they came to visit humanity. And to there's a movie, I'm sorry to think where, online, it's like a program, like a a series show program, where these alien comes, and they begin to marry people. Humanity, you know that. And this is what they're planning. This is what they want. This is what the devil's gonna give them. According to Thessalonians 2, my brother and sister, even him who's coming is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonder. These are going to be tremendous lying wonder that the Antichrist, the devil, is going to provide to humanity very, very soon. And the Lord was giving me this as a sign that this is something that is about to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We'll keep you in sister Lorieta. Don't don't be confused. Rebuke the demon. Are confused. Don't don't let confusion come into your life. Never. In the moment you feel confused, you bind that demon. You rebuke it. Because he can only come in when you allow him to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. The Lord will. Help you, and we will pray, and the Lord will provide. The Lord will open the door. The Lord will lead you. Will lead you. Thank you, Lord. You see how God is so incredible. So incredible. I had a dream with Sister Oyera's daughter over a year ago, and I saw her here in North Carolina. I probably should have said something because the Lord has shown me so much that it's all in God's timing. But I saw her here in North Carolina, her daughter. My brother insisted. And I hear her talking about her daughter and her. And I know that the, what the Lord was showing me, he wanted them to come here to North Carolina. My brother insisted. Something for her to pray about and seek the Lord. But God the Lord spoke to me December of 2022 that he has spoken to many to come up here and they have not been obedient. My brother insisted. The Lord told me this. Now I'm like, hearing the Lord and hearing the Father of what is to come. He says there were many people he was leading up here that have not listened to him. The Lord knows everything and everything is being revealed now. Now, Marvel insisted, I never seen a picture or heard of her daughter. Marvel insisted. And the Lord already showed her to me being in Carolina, God knows everything. Something to take in prayer. Take it in prayer with the Lord. Hallelujah. Therefore, beloved brethren, let every man me be me sweet to hear, slow to speak, slow to rap, for the wrath of men working out in the righteousness of God, getting angry for every bad situation, does not work in the righteousness of God. And this can happen to you and I and anybody else. Hallelujah. This can happen to anyone or anybody else. It happens to me. When I get angry about something, I immediately think about that. If I'm getting angry about every situation, I got to repent. Or when something goes bad. Okay? For the wrap-up man working out the righteousness of God. You getting angry about something doesn't work the righteousness of God. It's not not working the righteousness of God. It does not. Not Because at that moment you sin and you allow the enemy to take advantage of the situation. So God doesn't wonder for each one of us. God wants us my brother and sister, too. How do we trust Him through the process and pray? Pray. Worry is sinning. That's what the Lord says to sister too. Shu, Thomas, my daughter. When you worry, you sin. That's basically what we do. We open the door for the enemy to attack us in one way or another when we worry and concern. And it's not that if you don't worry, you don't care, because that's all out of the mentality of people. Or the devil was said to people, oh, you don't worry about this person or that because you don't care. No, that's not it. When you pray for that situation or that person, you truly care. That's one way the Lord revealed it to me. That if you take the time to pray for someone, that's when you really show you truly love that person. Not just saying to someone, I love you, and then turn around and not pray for the person. Then you don't care. Your word doesn't don't accompany your action. Bible says not to love by word, but by action. So if you say to someone, I love you, you gotta pray for the person. Not just say I love you. God when you do that, God looks at us as a hypocrite. Look at my hypocrite daughter, my hypocrite son, saying they love when I never take the time to pray for the person. Bible really insisted, That's when you really care when you pray for the person. That's how it's revealed to my aunt in heaven what's the greatest things you can do for someone on earth? And she's thinking, and the Lord says, the greatest things you can do for someone on earth is not just giving in clothing, food, or water, or, or, or shelter. That's not the greatest things you can do for someone. The greatest things you can do for someone is pray for them. Because when you pray for someone, You get my father involved in their life and their situation. And whatever, when you get my father involved in their lives, whatever the situation is, my father can turn it around for the good of the person. Hallelujah. So praying for the person is the best thing you can do for them. The Lord said, not giving them food, water, money, like you people think on the earth, giving people money, food, clothing, and all that is the best thing you can do. No. No, no. You can help one another, yes, but the best thing you can do is to get my father involved in their lives. And whatever the situation, no matter how bad the situation would be, my father can turn it around. Thank you, Lord, for your teaching. Wow. Wait until you go to eternity and learn of him, who has humble and meek of heart. Hallelujah. You'll find so much peace for your soul. You're going to learn so much of him. Hallelujah, and God eternal. Look on to sit and listen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, AI is part of the great delusion. One of the things with AI is AI is a demon. I said this. I remember when the Lord showed me. The Lord wanted to show me about AI, and he took me to the government supercomputer. Right now, one of the most powerful supercomputers is a premier computer. My brother but now the Chinese has a faster one than that. But what I'm saying is, when the Lord took me to the computer, the government was running the computer. People were asking questions to the AI. And when the Lord had me look close, I saw a demon in that computer running that computer, answering people through the computer. The demon, the computer is a tool, and the demon, AI demon, was using the computer to answer people. Whatever question they had, I was, wow! But the Lord was showing me. I saw the demon. I saw it with my own eyes. I was stunned. My head existed. I thought, AI, I thought AI could be a tool to be useful. This or not. But the Lord showed me it's a demon. So Chat GPT, Lambda of Google, Chat GPT, Open AI is a demon. Lambda of Google, is a demon. Siri. Of Apple is a demon I remember the testimony of this sister from Texas I believe her son yeah her son likes to, to take her his iPhone to church my brother and sister and you know they were having they were doing fasting for four days in the church when this happened in the church, everyone was fasting. The pastor called everyone to fasting. It was a special fasting to have the presence of God come that they minister to people. So they were fasting that way. So her son brought his iPhone, and he liked it to ask Siri questions. And during that, there was a tremendous presence of God, power of God that was in that church. Where people there were rejoicing and all that. Her, her son asked Siri a question. And Siri did not want to respond. Marvel insisted, (laughs) and he find it very scary for a moment. He kept asking Siri, not, and under the presence of God, Siri did not want to respond." And then I believe what Siri said to him, "Take me outside the building, and I will answer you." So. He says he goes outside the church and Siri answered him. Under the presence of God, Siri did not want to answer him. Only outside, my brother insisted. Another case was uh, another one that said to Siri online, I want to see your face. And Siri said, meet me at 3 a.m. 3 in the morning and I'll show you my faith. You'll see my faith on your phone. And so... He, he went and did so. He got up at that time and asked Siri to show his face. And Siri showed his face to him. An ugly demon. My brother and sister. This person was stunned. It was put online. I don't know. I think YouTube had deleted that already. But the video was put online. He even took a, a screenshot, I believe it was. He had a YouTube about it. Ugly, ugly demon. It's Siri. See, we told him, this is my photo. You need to unlock your iPhone first. <laughs> and so, think about it. How horrible it is that they can show themselves this way. But God has allowed it to show humanity the evil behind my brother and sister. Behind. See, my Apple, Apple computer is with the phone. Hallelujah. And so, see, I tell you a demon. It is a demon. They <laughs> heard her answer back. Napoleon really insisted. I don't want to see her face. But even on the air live, you, can, you heard the voice. I tell you, I tell you, Napoleon really insisted, this demon knows more than what people think. People are asleep. That's why when the Lord speaks to his prophets, his mind, people are asleep. The Lord gave me a dream last year about this. So I saw the church. And I saw them sleeping, like in a deep dream. I was surprised but the Lord was showing me the state. Because when you are having these demons in your hand and you're talking to them, my brother and sister, and you're going about like it's all natural. You're talking to a demon all day long. That's not the way things should be, my brother and sister. We should be asking the Lord, having the Lord lead us, guide us. Maple insisted. As I was seeking about asking, remember it was something here. Hallelujah! That came up. Thank you, Lord. I was putting in the Bible. Gabriel asked me, and there was something that the Bible gave me that I thought it was very interesting. Um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. About the Holy Spirit that Jesus was saying, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome, awesome guy! We serve, my brother and sister. Hallelujah! We need to come to more to His knowledge and His revelation. But practically everything is over. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehashu. Praise you, God. Every time you, you, you talk about something that will be a blessing, hallelujah. The enemies try to block it. John fourteen twenty six. But the Comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Thank you, Lord. I remember Brother Larry saying this. Hallelujah. If you want to remember before you came on this body and being born through a woman, know that who you were in God, ask the Holy Spirit to help you remember who you were in God. And, and he, God has done this with me. He had brought me back before he made the earth back, back and showed me who I was in him. My brother and sister, I see myself in that eternity with God. Thank you, Lord. Stunning. The revelation was stunning. A lot of it I cannot say because all glory goes to Jesus. But I saw brothers and sisters there in that glory of God. The glory was like a cloud of glory all over us. God's glory was on our lives. And we were walking and moving in that glory always. Whenever we went and go on, whatever task God was giving us there, it was mostly to learn about our Father. And we were walking in that eternity with God under that glory of God, fully knowledgeable of who God is. Marvel insisted. I call God's what we begin to learn about him goes on for all eternity. Someone said this is why it's taking eternity for us to learn about God. Because there is so much to be learning about our Father in heaven, about our Lord, and about the Holy Spirit. But in that eternity, under that glory, we were walking in his knowledge and his wisdom and understanding. And we were using 100% of our brain. And we knew so much. But when we came down, when we agreed to come down and serve the Lord, be born through a woman and a man, as children, to come to the knowledge of Christ again, all that knowledge that we had, we don't remember. Who can bring that knowledge to mind? The Holy Spirit. Because back then, we were already walking with the Holy Spirit. My brother insisted. And, and he knows us very well. Hallelujah. Luke eleven thirteen. As you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more your heavenly father will give you the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. See, God asks us to come to the earth and be born to the men and the woman, a family of his choosing, to come and grow down here and serve and come to the knowledge of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now God is telling us that if we want now the Holy Spirit, just to ask him. God is about asking. Ask and thou shalt receive. My brother and sister, he wants us to ask. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise to Jesus. It's very important we understand that the Holy Spirit is in our life. Hallelujah. For much more than what we think. And what we know. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. John 14, Hallelujah 13. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you have any, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandment. And I will ask the Father to give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Thank you, Lord. the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it' seen him not, neither know him, but ye you know him, for He dwell with you and shall be with you. Thank you, Lord. What's the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our life? Much more than what you learn in church so far. The Holy Spirit is in your life for much more. In that eternity when you were with God, you were full of the Holy Spirit. Everything you knew and remember and know was of the Holy Spirit. In this life now, as you come to the knowledge and walk in the Spirit, as the Bible commands us to, whatever you ask, God will, re- will give it to you. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 21. He that have my commandment and keep them, he is loved. He loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved by my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You notice how it is? You want the evidence that God is real, right? That's what every human being wants. Scientists, scientists, evidence, but we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Now, as you're walking by faith, the Lord says, I'll give you the evidence. I will manifest myself to you. And the Lord has done that with me. He has manifested my life. Where I see him right there standing in front of me, my brother and sister. This is promised to a lot of people. When I shared this years ago and I asked people, ask the Lord for this. If you're repenting daily, if you're seeking the Lord, Lord, manifest yourself to me. But make sure you know him first. And you, you, you are walking in the spirit. So if a demon manifests himself to you, once you know the word, my brother insisted, every spirit that confessed that Jesus came out in the blood is not of God. At that very moment, if, a, if a, supposedly an angel reveals himself to you and you see him with your eyes, like I just saw someone the other day say that, that an angel came and gave him a book. Any books that any angel gives you cannot contradict the Bible. I had a, a sister years ago, sister me, back in the 90s. An angel appeared to her, okay, and gave her a book. And the book that the angel gave her contradicts the Bible. Paul says to the Galatians that if it's an angel, Bring another gospel Let him be cursed Read it, my brother You got to know this by the word of God You cannot have angel coming in Out of your house, out of your bedroom Every night giving you different stuff No You got to check with the Lord You got to have a personal relationship with him My brother and sister Please, this is important Because many people are being deceived Hallelujah Thank you, Lord Jesus obeys you now to see, Verse 26. But the Comforter, talking about the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father was sending in my name, he to teach you all things. Listen, he will teach you all things. He will bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, so much Jesus has said, so much is the commandments in the Bible. How can you remember them all? the holy spirit is in our lives to help us remember to help us know he is the teacher he is father son and holy spirit in spirit in our lives to so teach us hallelujah whom the father was sending in my name notice how the holy spirit is tied by the name of jesus i had asked him things and I said in the name of jesus And he'll answer me, my brother and sister. Hallelujah, because it's in the Bible. He works according to what Jesus says in the Bible. Some people think that they can just say, hey, give me the other. No, this is how Jesus said it. You have to do it. If you do it this way, you'll get the correct answer. It's in Jesus' name you're supposed to ask. Other people think that they can bypass Jesus' name and just ask. Ooh. Ooh, that's very dangerous. And this is where people are led into false teaching and much more. The, uh, doctrines of demons, as the apostle says to Timothy. Doctrines of demons. They'll give you a booklet of doctrine contradicting the word of God. Because you're not asking him in Jesus' name. And the moment you ask him in Jesus' name, they know they're in trouble. The demon knows they're in trouble. My brother and sister, you got to hold anyone who comes to you in the Lord. you got to hold them accountable by asking them in Jesus' name. It's how you hold accountable. What did Jesus said again, let me repeat it to you. But the Comforter, talking about who is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father was send in my name. Jesus is very specific here. He tells you who the Comforter is, that the Comforter is the Holy Ghost. Because demons want to pretend. But Jesus is very specific. Here. Again. But the comforter. Who, who is the comforter? The Holy Ghost. Okay? Got to know this. this. This is important. Whom the Father will send in my name. Notice how he didn't say that the Father will send them. It's okay. Receive them. He comes in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, 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 the Lord really liked this. It's a really good conversation that the Lord likes. Because people are missing to understand this and have come in dangerous ground and, de- and fallen demons are visiting them. And they cannot discern whether it's, it's of God or not. And they assume it's of God already. They're not coming to them in the name of Jesus. They are coming to them with information and booklets and stuff but not in the name of the Lord. And they are being received by Christians, by people. And they are deceiving those people. Oh, my Lord, my God. But the Comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, okay, he will teach you all things. What is he leaving out, out of the old things? Nothing. He's coming in the name of Jesus to teach us all things. He teaches us Prophecy He teaches everything we need to know. He's our teacher. He's that anointing that John said that will teach us all things. He should teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. How many times I had to ask the Lord I can't, I don't I don't remember this and he goes and, remember me, help me remember my brothers and sisters. Sometimes I lose something, and I don't remember where I put it. And I have to ask him to help me remember. And he brings it to my memory, And I remember, oh. So I depend on him in the regard that I, for me to help me remember. Even the Bible verses he brings to my mind. Hallelujah. You all things and bring it to your remembrance, to your memory, your knowledge. Whatsoever I have said unto you. He's talking about the word, the Bible, whatever Jesus has to say. He brings it to you. Remember what Jesus said? He'll bring it to you. Thank you, Lord. This is very important. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. He'll glorify Jesus. It's another thing Jesus said about him. He'll glorify me. My brother and sister, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Because he was sent to do so. And he does so very, very well. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Why did he need to glorify Jesus? Hallelujah. Because Jesus was the one who died on the cross. My brother insisted. It's like he says to me, Jesus, hallelujah, gives. Hallelujah. Jesus died. So he deserves the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I say, look up the word. Help me find it, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. His word is so true. It's so awesome. It's so great. Hallelujah. My brother insisted we can always refer to his Bible. Always uh, refer to His Word. To anything that we need to know, that we need to learn. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. John sixteen fourteen. He shall glorify me, for He shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. Because we're the one that need it. God has all. God knows all. You and I are the one that needs the revelation. That needs to have Jesus in our life revealed. But the Holy Spirit does that. John 16 14. He shall glorify me, talking about the Holy Spirit, for he shall receive of mine. Okay? And he shall show it unto you. He is my son. He is my daughter. This is what Jesus was saying. He Help us understand. He brings the revelation of the word to our lives. My brother and sister, in order for us to work, walk in the knowledge of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. And also the Father, Jesus praying, John 17, Fire all now, O Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with the glory which I have with thee before the world was. Notice how everything is going back before the world was. We were there with Father and the Lord before this world was. That's what Jesus told me to show me, and I was stunned seeing my brothers and sister there. So he chosen, elected, selected us, and him, my brother and my sister, for us to come here and serve him. I shall find that through the word, reading the, the word of God. Remember that the New Testament are the revelation of Jesus Christ. What Revelation. Whatever, whatever was said from Genesis to Malachi, from Matthew all the way to Revelation, is revelation of God into our lives. The disciple walked in that revelation with Jesus. That's why it was stunning, my brother and sister. That's why the disciple wanted to sit to the right and to the left of Jesus. Once the Lord began to explain to them, and, and having the Holy Spirit alive, they began to understand this profound revelation about the throne of God and the plan of God for our lives. But Jesus said to them, it is not for me to give you that. It is my, my Father, whoever he will to give it to. My brother and sister. And among us, there are people chosen by God to give them certain position in the, in the kingdom. Father, chosen us for us, for this, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. And each and one of us, God will reveal it to in his time. A lot of us can pray and ask, and he'll reveal it to us. He'll give us. I, I prayed about things like this, and he gave me revelation of it, stunning revelation of the future. Father, glory to him. I remember the other day, Father took me to the near earth, All this had passed away. All the former things had passed away. It was all new. We were in a glorified body. And God brought me to the new earth. Father was on the earth. He was there in his throne, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The presence of God was all over the earth, new earth. Everything was unimaginable, beautiful. I delighted in him. When I look at the new earth, and I was standing there in that holy, holy place, Father's throne was there, next to this lake on the near earth. It was the most peaceful and most beautiful thing I ever saw. And Father wanted me to look. I could not see Father this time, because the cloud of glory was so intense. I could not see through the cloud of glory as Father and the Lord and the Holy Spirit. But God wanted me to look at His throne was on the earth as he promised in his word, and look at the new earth. What God has in store for them that love him, his word says, my brother and sister, this is why we need to endure and persevere until the end. That when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth, it's a question. Those that will be believing him will be every day Hallelujah. Laying their life down for him. Seeking him. Repenting every day. Not trusting on their own flesh or their own understanding. Hallelujah. But only in the Lord. Only in what Jesus did on the cross. His finished work. My brother and sister, for you and I. He did it all. That we may come to the place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Romans 15:9, and that the Gentile may glorify God by his mercy as it is written for this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentile and sing unto thy name this mystery was not known unto the Jewish people rabbi that the Gentile will glorify God will be part of God's plan but God's plan has been a mystery since the beginning but to those that love him and are walking with him, he began to reveal this plan that he has. But he said, all that is in personal relation to him. That any new human being who repent and seek him with all their heart can have. He can give you a dream. He can give you a vision. He can take you to heaven. He can take you to the millennium. God has no problem doing that of this. I remember a few years ago, about two years ago, I went to the Lord. I think it was... Back in 2020 and 2019, 2019, I believe it was, there were people saying, oh, Brother Elby, we well, here, you talking about Jesus revealing himself to people and all that. You know, how come, you know, I've been doing this and that, he have not revealed to me and all that. What's going on, Brother Elby? By the way, there have been many people listening to the Lord's job who Jesus has revealed himself to, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to the Lord. After they started listening to this program, they believed the teaching. They went to the Lord, and the Lord revealed himself to them. I've seen Jesus. So the Lord comes to me, and he wakes me up in the spirit, and I see Jesus walking. He says to me, why do my children think, he says to me, that I don't want to reveal myself to them? Hallelujah. He says, I want to reveal myself to them. Hallelujah. I believe what the Lord was saying is that they don't believe. Back then, they don't believe what the Lord says in his word. He says that he will manifest himself. I just read it to you in John 14. That that I will manifest myself to them, he says. It says, it's saying his word is biblical, as Jesus was saying to me walking around. Why do they think I'm hiding myself from them? The Lord is just stupid. See, the devil is putting in people's mind that the Lord is hiding himself from them. My brother, when he wants to manifest himself to them, if they truly seek him all their heart, if you truly seek him, the Bible says you will find him. If you truly seek him from all your heart. The problem is, are you truly seeking him with all your heart? Are you fasting and praying, coming to the Lord, asking him to cleanse your heart? One thing, Father, says to me, I can never forget this. Father God, he's, he's so awesome. Everything he says can never be forgotten, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. And I want to go there, Matthew 5. Hallelujah. One of the verses, Father, share with me. He says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they should see God. The Lord already shared this with me. But Father came talking to me one night. And Father was telling them, telling me, tell them that if they ask me, if they repent, and they get their heart cleansed, purified, hallelujahs, they will see God. The key to seeing God is getting your heart pure by Jesus, by his blood and fire. My brother says, if you ask him, hallelujahs. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they should see God. So if you get your heart pure, you will see God. He will show himself to you. But you got to have your heart pure. You got to ask him. The Lord said yes. Got to ask him. Ask him. Jesus said unto me in the throne, in front of his seraphim, he was walking through from his throne toward me. When he brought me to heaven, tell them that if they come to me, I will meet them halfway. I will help them. He says, I will help them. I will meet them halfway, he says. Tell them. I bow my head in front of his seraphim, golden, mighty, t- hallelujah, presence of God. I said, yes, Lord. Tell them that if they come to me, I will help them, he says. I will meet them halfway. Thank you, Lord. That means that if you are not coming to Jesus with all your heart, tearing your heart for him, asking him to cleanse your heart. The first time I learned about how to my heart cleanse. Hallelujah. Oh, but the Lord did so. Telling you, you go through the experience. You ask the Lord to cleanse your heart, purify your heart. And once he does it, you will see God. God will reveal himself to you. Jesus will reveal himself to you. You will see him. Father, talk to me about this, my brother and sister, that we should ask, hallelujah, to have a pure heart. Hallelujah. Because God, God don't want to be a stranger amongst his people. A lot of people think that God don't want to be seen. God don't want to be a stranger. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10.22 let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience, our body washed with pure water.
0: Oh, 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 oh. oh
1: Lord, you don't know how many times the Lord has taken me to the river of water that, has, that comes out of his throne. And submerge me there when I have asked him. And that water goes through me. I have felt that water, the coolness of that water going through me. What does it say? Let us draw near. The time it is for you to know. Let us draw near with true heart and full assurance of faith. Having our heart sprinkled from evil. Sprinkle with well what? With the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all, all unrighteousness. It will cleanse your heart. Sprinkle from all evil conscience. Ask your conscience also to be cleansed with the blood of Jesus. I shall ask the Lord to purify your heart with his blood and his holy fire. Our body washed with pure water. Here it goes. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, sister. I asked the Lord to take me to Father's throne altar. with an altar in Father's throne in the third heaven, third level. And that very throne and that altar, and that altar is made of fire, the pure fire, my brother and sisters. That's why Jesus went and presented himself as the Lamb of God in heaven. That David said, he surpasses the heaven. I asked the Lord to take me to that throne lay me on the throne and have the holy fire of that throne purify me my brother insisted huh. the Lord brought me to the throne I said Lord even if I want to come out of the fire don't let me hold me there the Lord was holding me there because I asked him I saw the fire burning me when the Lord brought me there he laid me there and that altar, the fire from the altar was burning me. But it was not killing me. It was purifying me, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. And he helped me there. Even against me that wants to get up, get up from it, he will not let me. Until the fire would consume everything out of my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> my brother and sister, Hallelujah. Again, let us draw near. Okay, what's happening here? Hallelujah. I'll go back to this verse. First Peter 122. Seeing you have purified your soul in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with pure heart, fervently. Fervent has to do with fire anyway. Hallelujah. But just to give you an idea, again, going back to Hebrew 10, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. What an awesome God we serve. Someone needed that word today, tonight. Someone had to ask us for more. Hallelujah. I wanted to play an audio after the two hours, but someone I pray for, to God to hear this. And God is answering them tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 10, 1, For the Lord having shadowed the good things to come, now that now that every image of those things can, can never, with those sacrifices, they offer continuously year by year, make those who come into it perfect. Yeah. You see that never in, in the Old Testament when they... When they sacrifice the animal was never meant to make the person perfect. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. You're gonna learn something here. Valuable. Hold on to it, please. For them will not sacrifice have ceased to be offered. For them the sacrifice will be offered. For worshiper words purge should have no more consciousness of sin. And I apologize for my reading. Lord, help me to read better, please, Lord. But in those sacrifices there are remembrance against May of sin every year, a repetition. For it is not possible that the blood of Bull and a goal should take away the sin. It was the purpose for it, but it was not possible. Therefore, when he comes into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering Thou will not have, but a body hast thou prepared for me. This is the lamb, the lamb that will come into the world, that will come and and take the sin of the world. Verse 6, and burn offering and sacrifice for sin, thou had not no pleasure. Who had no pleasure in them? God. God did not have pleasure in what they were doing. But God received it. You know why? Because they were doing it in obedience. And obedience to God, excuse me, it's better than sacrifice. God was looking to their obedience, and that's why he received the sacrifice. That's why I received what they offer. Not the sacrifice, but the obedience. Then said I, lo, I come, and the volume of the book is written of me, to do the will of God. Okay? It's all about the will of God. Jesus came to do the will of God. He taught us how to be obedient to God. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will be done in our life as it is in heaven. Whether we be the angel, the spirit, the creature, everybody, do the will of God in heaven. So we should also look forward to it. Birthday, A Bible, he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offering. Offering for sin that would not have, neither have pleasure during, which are offered according to with the law. Then say he said, I come to do thy will, O God, to take away the first that he may establish the second. Where is the second established is my question to you. He took away the first, so the second will be established. Where is established? In our lives. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The temple of God. Okay? Verse 10. By this, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Hallelujah. We are sanctified. That's why sanctification is a process that the Lord is bringing his church us through. And we are being cleansed and sanctified every day. Especially when we are in repentance every day. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all That is sanctification. That is part of the process of sanctification. Verse 10. Every priest standing daily, ministering, offering time again the same sacrifice, we can never take away the sin. Hallelujah. See, can never take away the sin. Doesn't matter how many thousands of bulls. They sacrifice every year. Can never take away the sin. My brother and sister. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Remember, what was revealed to this man of God, he had always wondered about the book of Hebrew. We're reading in the book of Hebrew, chapter 10, years ago. He always wondered about this book. And... Every book has, a, has someone who wrote the book, who you can identify with. The Thessalonians, the Ephesians, you know it was the Apostle Paul. You know? All the New Testament, you practically know who, who wrote the book. Who was the scribe? If it was Peter who wrote it, he had a scribe. But it was Peter. So identify as Peter. Amen? But the book of Hebrew had no identifier. Even when they compare the word to the Apostle Paul, to Luke, to John, to none of them, none of them can be identified with the book of Hebrew. Actually, since the law is perfect, the law of Moses is perfect, the book of Hebrew was taken by the rabbis years ago to compare how perfect the book of Hebrew is. And out of all the New Testaments, the book of Hebrew is the most perfect book in the New Testament It compared to the law of Moses. Maple insisted, everything in it, com- everything in it confirmed the, the the law that was given to Mo- Moses by God in the mountain. Maple insisted. So, this man asking the Lord who wrote the book of Hebrew, the Lord took him to heaven in a revelation. He was walking with an angel talking, and he was asking, "I would like to know, in heaven, who wrote the book of Hebrew," and an angel brought him there was a page of the book of Hebrew the entire book was written in the scroll in heaven it was on display and it identified that the book of Hebrew was written by angel the angel said to him this book was not written by man this book was brought by angel for his people God used angel for the book of Hebrew That's why when they try to compare to the apostle Paul and Peter, they could not. The writing was totally different. And the word, when it was compared to being perfect like the law, it came out to being like the law perfect. My brother and sister. Doesn't mean that the word of God is not perfect, even to the disciple. But the book of Hebrew matches that. My brother and sister. So it's not some things to know. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Notice how he said, "This man," is identifying Jesus as a man, but he's also God, Almighty. Verse thirteen: From henceforth to wait until his enemy be made his footstool. For by offering he made he perfected. Forever, those who are sanctified, this is what the blood of Jesus is doing in our lives that a lot of people miss to understand. It is making us perfect, but not just for this season. It's making us perfect forever, my brother insisted, through eternity. This blood that is cleansing us every day through repentance when we confess our sin to him, is doing something so special in our lives. It's making us perfect forever in the Lord. My brother insisted. For by one suffering he hath perfected forever those who are sanctified. Thank you, Lord. Verse 15. Of this Holy Ghost, of this the Holy Ghost is also a witness to us For after he has set this forth, take a breather there. The Holy Spirit is a witness because he is in us, Jesus said, and he dwells in us. But he's also in the throne of Father, my brother and sister. He's also there and he's also with us. He is a witness in heaven. And a witness into the church, my brother and sister. Thank you, Father, for your spirit. Verse 16. And this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their heart, and in their mind I will write them. Thank you, Lord. This is why Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance because the word has been written in our mind by the Holy Spirit, by God, I will write. I will put my law in their heart, and in their mind I will write them. He puts it in a heart, which it can be stolen by the enemy, but it cannot be stolen from our mind because it's written. My brother and sister. I believe the old word to written was inscribe. Okay, I'll have to look it up, but I believe that's that's what he will he will put the word. Remember the word that fell by the way in the die-off? It's when Jesus explained the parable of the word that's fought in the goose soil. But there's one that the enemy can come and steal from the heart. I have read the verse. My brother and sister. But it's written in our mind. And the Holy Spirit can bring to remembrance. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Verse 17. And there's sins and iniquity where I remember no more. I'm sorry, Lord. What happened? There's no memory of it anymore. I remember the Lord took me in the spirit where Satan was accusing me. And Satan was telling Jesus, I accuse your son. I'm doing so and so and so. But the Lord has been working with me about repentance. Never leaving everything for tomorrow, anything. To be ready of all time, Jesus said to me in heaven. So I took that very seriously from Jesus, came down to the earth, and I've been repenting day and night. Every day, day and night, I'm repenting. I'm taking very seriously what Jesus said to me in heaven. My brother insisted. So the devil takes me, not the devil takes me, the Lord takes me. In this place where the devil was accusing me in the cloud somewhere. And there was Satan with his demon, accusing me. Oh, this Elvishapada, he did this, he did that. He called me by my first and last name. I was there with the Lord standing. As the devil was accusing me, accusing of the brethren, Revelation 12, in case you're wondering. And he was accusing me. Called me by my first and last name. This is Elvis. He did this and then that. But I know I have repented, as the Lord told me so, taught me so. And the Lord says back to him, What are you accusing him of? He already have been forgiven, and there's no memory of it. The devil remember but the Lord had no memory. I didn't have well, yeah, you remember when you have made a mistake. But the Lord, as he said in his word, There was no memory of it anymore. This is why the devil, after you have repented of things, a mistake, sin that you committed years ago, the devil brings it to your mind. Because the devil remembers. And he tried to make you remember and make you feel better about the mistake you made. You already repented to God. God has no memory in his books in heaven where everything is recorded. No memory of it because you repented. You repented it. And God said, again, let me, let me let me let me remind you again. This is Hebrew ten seventeen. Ender sins and in iniquity where I not remember no more. What are you talking about? God says to you. My daughter, my son, what are you talking about? I have no memory of what you did. What do you do? Hallelujah The devil Uses your past I love what a pastor used to say When the devil Reminds you of your past Remind him of his future He'll leave you alone (laughs) Thank you Remind him of his future in the lake of fire Where he's going Hallelujah He don't like that man He don't like not remembering that he's going to the lake of fire That really depresses the devil that really ruined his days. My brother, his day when you remind him of his future. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, if you repent, if you confess your sin, and God said there's no memory of it, of the sin and equally will not remember anymore. If you remember, because there's no memory of it anymore. What are you talking about? Oh, you know, Satan was accusing me. Why are you letting that devil accuse you? God already has forgiven you, and erased those from the record, your bookkeeping record in heaven. And that is why it's a, the God, you know, put that in our, said to us, revealed to us, that we should ask God to cleanse our bookkeeping records in heaven. My brother and sister, daily when you repent your sins, just ask. Okay, thank you, Lord. So the devil brings the past to you so you can doubt, open the door, okay, and he attack you. He's using your past to attack you because when he reminds you of your mistake, you fall for it. You doubt God and open the door for the devil to attack you. brother insisted. But if you believe God and you stand firm on what God said in his word and you repent daily and you take the armor of God every day upon your life, your family life, and you ask for that protection, God will protect you. And whenever the devil comes with that lie, don't believe him at all. He's the father of all lies. The reason why he's attacking you is because you're believing him. Stop believing the devil. Believe God only. And the attack of the devil will go away. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Break any generation of curse. Break it from your mother's side, your father's side, from first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, six, seventh generation back to Adam and Eve. Break them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. All that open door, close them in Jesus' name. But the blood. Claim the, what Jesus did on the cover for you. Break Break it. You know. When you break these things, do it through the cross. Put the cross between you and the devil. Because Jesus, Jesus died on the cross, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. And set the power of resurrection between you and the devil. So when the devil turns around against you, he sees Jesus. He turns away depressed. Praise your Lord. So make sure you use the tools that God has given you. What Jesus did on the carpet, what he did he do? He defeated the devil, the principality, and all of them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Use that. Use that for, hallelujah. Remind the devil. Rebuke him in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Because he, he fears the Lord. He may not fear you, but he fears the Lord. So what are you doing? Call upon the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. That's the Lord fighting for you. Psalm 34, 7, the angel of the Lord will come around and defeat him and will protect him. He'll protect you. Ask for it. Just ask. And it will be given unto you. Thank you, Lord. But believe God. Don't walk around believing the devil in his lies because then you're being double-minded. you will be like the the water of the sea, going this way, going that way, double-minded, trusting one minute, not trusting another minute. Trusting a day, not trusting another day. Repent completely from that. How do I only believe? Close all those doors in your life. Don't let the devil accuse you of things that you already repented, that God already has forgiven you, and there's not even memory of it. There's nothing written about it anymore. Totally gone. But the devil's remember. So what does he remember? Remind him of his future in Jesus' name. But don't, don't doubt God because of the devil's saying. Because that's what the devil does. The devil brings light to people, and then they doubt God. They don't doubt the devil. They don't say, oh, devil, why are you bringing me the past? I don't believe the devil. Because if you if you turn to the devil and say, devil, I don't believe you. God "You, I'm already forgiven. So you get out of here with that. You stand on what God says. You, re, you rebuke the devil. You resist the devil, and he will flee from you. To so make to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. God says, thank you, Lord. So stand on what God says. Stop standing on what the devil says. Because that's, that's people's problem. Standing on what the devil says. Hallelujah. Believe what God says only. Verse 18. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore boldness, brethren, to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. That's why when the Lord, I remember when the Lord, I would brought me to heaven, was standing right before the throne of Father, and Jesus noticed I was nervous. Lord, I said, <laughs> Lord. He said, Fear not, I will come in with thee. Hallelujah, because that consuming fire. <laughs> you want to make sure that when you go there, you're under the blood, and I know I've been repenting, under the blood daily. So he brought me in there thank you lord thank you jesus and there was father almighty oh, god oh man and that mighty throne of god there was the lord and the person of the holy spirit all three and there and the lord was speaking to me and showing me hallelujah this is when the lord was telling me preach my word my son he showed me from the throne that every time he helped me come on the lord tower and this message goes online on youtube he showed me from heaven Life to be in touch. Life is saving through the message. He, said, he says, Father, look, I'm saving people. And he showed me him saving people through his message. I remember when he showed me the Why did he want me every night praying overnight? Thank you, Lord. He showed me in the spirit. Every time you pray for the nations, I go. Because through your prayer, I am saving people. And show me. hence saving people. Thank you, Lord. As I come across people telling me how people from the Middle East, Iran, are coming to the Lord as they come across his message of the Lord's hour. Praise you, Jesus. This, this family from France, I remember, France, Germany, different countries, contacted me one day. And I'm like, we have this uh, baptism in the spirit program, people baptized in tongues. I remember that when we were invited to Maryland, Washington, we had a couple, of service, three services. there. And the Lord came with me. I raised my hand. And more, I don't remember how many, it was 16, 17 children got baptized in tongues. The Lord was with me and raised my hand in the name of the Lord. By the time I brought down my hand over the people, they were being baptized in tongues. The pastor was there like, what in the world is this? Never seen anything like that. Thank you, Lord. There was over fifty miracles. Yeah. I mean, it was line after line of people coming through after we pray for the sake of being healed. I had this, it's gone, I don't have it anymore. The pastor mother in law had seven surgeries. Mother and the Lord too. And she had all these evidence of all that. Heal instantly. She came forward, had me lay hand. The fire of God came through my hand over her body, her neck, her shoulder. She felt the fire just coming down over her neck, her shoulder. It was a warning of fire going all over her, of anointing and power. And she had not been able to remove, oh glory to God, her arm, raise her arm. There was one arm she could not raise. She immediately was her arm, worshiping God. I'm like... Hallelujah. It was the power of God. She said, Brother Eric, can I have the microphone, please? And I, I thought, okay. Thank you, Lord. We just finished praying. The power of God was so intense. So intense. Hallelujah. And thank you, Lord. She was crying, confessing the miracle of the Lord over her life. Not been able for all, all these years, I think over 10 years, not been able to have seven surgeries with no, 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 nothing. Still, and God has just healed me completely. Thank you, Lord. It was miracle after miracle after miracle. Brother, when you're coming again, brother, you need to come. I said, I got to ask the Lord. I gotta, I got to go into fasting. I got to ask the Lord. I can't make no decision like that. It has to be led by the Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we had this service here. People heard what the Lord did over there. There were some people that visited also. I said, Brother I'll be please, can you can you have this healing service on the Lord's house? The last healing service we had. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And we did it that night, I believe. I don't remember what day. It was like a Sunday. And several people got healed, even in the hospital people got healed. Incredible testimony of people. Remember the, the sister that got, got up on the wheelchair. The Lord showed me her in the wheelchair. She been there for fourteen years. And, the, and she got up. Jesus came and He healed her. She got up. She contacted me, brother. She said to me the other day, "I'm still here, brother. <laughs> Praise yeah. you, Lord." Thank you. all these people listen to the Lord Tower and can testify what I'm saying here. Thank you, Lord. And so, thank you, Jesus. And they support the Lord Tower. We have people that truly love this program. They love us truly, and they've they, been faithful supporters. They, they, they will not stop listening. They, God has done amazing things in their life, my brother and sister. Healing, miracle, salvation, tremendous things God has done in their life. So they know that the ministry is of God. I don't have to say anything, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And these people got baptized in tongue over the weekend from these different countries just by listening to the program. We were we were done. They thought we did it. We I, we did it Sunday. You no, know, that program we did it Friday. It was a Friday, okay. And and still Saturday, the Lord was healing people. We were done. We we went. I went out with my family. I took my children on Saturday to the park. You know, we would. Sharing with our family. And people were contacting me, listening to the program, still being healed. It was such an amazing thing. I don't know if it was that program, but it was one program that I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, the testimony was that 23 people got healed. 22, 23. It's what I counted. And the Lord spoke to me and says, no, I came down and I healed over 33, the Lord says. Huh? He says he came down and healed. Okay, Lord. So I have to, because I didn't know the right number. The Lord knows everything. He told me he healed more than 33 when he came down. He came down. I came down and healed with 33. Okay, Lord. So he knows better than we know. Thank you, Lord. My brother and sister. But the miracle were incredible. The Lord came down. We asked the Lord to please come down and do this healing. That's all we got to do. People make it so complicated. They want us to lay hands, do this, do that. All we have to do is ask the Lord to calm down and heal his people, visit them in that day, and heal them. I remember, it's so amazing because there was a sister who was really second, wanted the Lord to heal her. And she, she oh, glory to the Lord, amen. She said, Brother Elby, when, when are you having the healing service I said, says, next week, I gave her the day. Also, we're supposed to be fasting all week long. No problem. I'm working, but I'm going to be fasting all, all week long for the healing service. I need the Lord to do something in my life special. I said, okay, sister. Is that what the Lord is leading you to do? She fasted all week long even working. My brother, that's amazing. That it's amazing how people receive the word and they get committed with the Lord. They, they, they don't need to. You don't need to explain this. How do you fast? No, They just go ahead and do it for the Lord. Because they trust in the Lord, my brother and sister, and they go ahead and do it by faith. And she went and did it. Oh, man, the miracle the Lord did in her life. And, And this other sister fasted with her and her daughter all week long. And after she fasted, the Lord healed her daughter. The Lord came to her house. She saw the Lord for the first time. And the Lord healed her daughter. She was asking that Jesus would reveal to her. She fasted. Her daughter was sick. And the Lord came. She saw Jesus walking into her house. And or her daughter. She saw Jesus for the first time. It was such a presence of God, such a power of God, she experienced. Marvel insisted. Okay? It changed her life forever. She says that the Lord, she still see the Lord comes. She says it's been amazing for her life. I, I was so joyful when she shared the testimony of seeing the Lord come for her. That other sister, I got up on the wheelchair. I saw Jesus coming to her place and, and grabbing her by the arm, and she got up on her bed, healed, completely healed. Look, how can I travel to Ohio? How can I travel to Texas and all these places be there? I cannot do so. Only Jesus can do that. So we have to depend on the Lord for all these miracles. To do all these things. So all we have to do is to ask the Lord. I remember when Jesus said this to me in heaven. He says to me, why don't you just ask me to come? And I'll come. Get, he, says, he says to me, come in agreement with your brothers and sisters. He says to me, ask me to come, and I will come from my throne. The Lord says to me, like, okay, Lord. See, he teaches me. People think that because I'm a preacher, I know everything. No, no, that's not the way it is. Jesus is our rabbi, our Lord, and our teacher. I learned of him, my brother and sister. I learned of him. He explained it to me. Get together with your brothers and sisters. Ask me to calm down. I will come down from my throne, and I will heal them. Okay, Lord. Simple. He explained it to me. Hallelujah. This, this you don't get from anybody else by Jesus, my brother and sister. And he came. Faithfully he came. And heal all these people. And I'm their son. Well, I'm just a vessel. I'm just a tool for the Lord. He does everything. How can I take any credit for what he does? No. All glory goes to him. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. My father said this to me. To tell his people. To ask him, go, the Lord to purify their heart. Make the heart pure. To seek this from him. He says, and this is what I'm saying to you, please ask the Lord. We're at the end of the program. Ask the Lord to purify your heart until he does. Until he let you know, either through a dream or a vision that he did. Don't stop asking him. That you want to see God. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see the Lord. Ask him to purify your heart until he does. Don't stop until he says, Until he let you know it's done. Because once he does it, he will show Himself unto you. You will have a mighty experience with the Lord. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father told me to say that. I said it. Thank you, Lord. It's never too late in God. Hallelujah. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He knows everything. My brother and my sister, continue to seek the Lord. Continue to commit your life to him. Join us on Tuesday night in our Bible study. My brother and sister, we'll still continue to talk about end time prophecy. Hallelujah. Getting ready for the coming of Jesus. It's so close now. Hallelujah. Any question you have, you can ask Jesus himself, face to face in heaven very soon. No, I'll be part of there. Nobody else there. You and Jesus. And you will ask him whatever you want. And he will answer you. He loves you. He gave his life for you. Hallelujah. He will bring you to heaven. Shalom, shalom.
0: There is no one else like You. There is no one else. Cause You do mighty things and You do glorious things. You're a faithful oh God. Awesome is Your name. Somebody, come on. You do mighty, You do glorious things. You do you're a faithful God, all name,
2: we give the glory God, you do mighty things, you do, you do glorious things, you do glory. You're a miracle working God. Your name is God. Your name is here. Your name is here. You're miracle working
3: God.
2: Your name You wanna declare it? Your name, your name, your name is hey